0: it's the tilt episode 526 hair gel
1: this week guys we talk vampire survivors call of duty oh, modern warfare 2 oh, terror of haemosaurus and against the storm
2: stay tuned wax your scalp keep it smooth Yeah.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah. We're back. Ooh, it's That the sounds telcast. good. It's the Telcast. Um it's an M rated show. I'm Nas. I'm Jason. I am Rusty. And with the three of us, you're gonna get about thirty minutes of bullshit. Oh shit. some games and some news. Um it is fifty degrees, eleven seventeen PM in the s- mid south. It's it's on, not no on way. eleven on eleven five. It's not. It can't be. How how cold is it? Fifty.
3: Fifty degrees. You want to know what it is here in the Great White North? Probably thirty.
0: Sixty-two. <laughs> well, well, we got the cold front.
3: Yeah. Well, that's coming. Well, it's now sixty, and it's, it's falling. Um, it, it was seventy,
0: like no, seventy-five it'll be... yesterday.
3: Yeah, no, it'll be forty tonight. So the cold I actually watched a fucking
1: tornado. You watched a tornado? uh, Yeah on a on a uh, storm chaser's camera last night down near the border.
3: Oh, oh, oh! You watched a tornado on TV? Uh, Oh, I was about to say that's that's really exciting,
0: Jason. I've seen tornadoes on TV as well.
3: I've seen them on movies too. Uh, there's this movie called there, Twister. It's it's set in Oklahoma. The way that
1: you framed that was poor. <laughs> there, there there is a there is something different about um, you know like watching it as part of a newscast, uh, you know, after the fact versus you're just watching the storm chasers video. There's no audio or anything from him, right? Because he's not he's not talking with the station. He's literally just driving down the highway. What? Tracking this storm.
3: Pointing a camera at a
1: twister. And here comes this tornado out of the fucking trees right across the highway in front of him. You know.
3: Okay. I mean, I suppose. You're you're
1: on his dash cam. like, just here it comes out of the blue. Nothing.
3: uh, So that's kind of like watching
0: live news. (laughs) Well, no, like down south, down very south, like on the Texas border, basically, Mm -hmm. um, we did have a tornado that wiped out several buildings in a little bitty town. But I I mean, mean, but it is
3: weird for November. I get I get that. And I'm not making fun of the fact that people are, you know, it's just it's it's not part of
1: our it's just not part of our standard news coverage. That's how far south it was. Oh, okay. So. Uh, But he was, he'd been, he'd been down there to, to follow the back end of these storms as they moved into Oklahoma and Mm -hmm. just like, just happened to run across it. Okay.
2: All right. Well, let's, let's, (laughs) I thought maybe the way
3: that you framed that, you were like, I walked out the door, walked out my back door and just watched a tornado go by. It was, I
1: mean, it was kind of like a
3: Tuesday (laughs)
1: <laughs> Could have been. Could have been. I did on my way driving home actually just drive right underneath some rotation. Cause we had some slight rotation as
3: I was leaving work. You know, I once drove home underneath some clouds too, Jason. <laughs> no,
1: I'm talking active rotation. Like we were <laughs> under a tor we were under a tornado warning for like all of 10 minutes before it died, but I'm I drove I'm underneath sure- it.
3: I'm pretty sure that some of the stuff that I've seen come out of these clouds up here would scare you. It's slow rain. It just kind of like floats down. It's kind of whitish. It's it's nasty, man. I'm telling you. It's the worst. And sometimes it causes they... Armageddon's in the south. It's it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I understand. I mean, how long did I live in Oklahoma? Mm. Uh, long ass time. So...
1: And we and we used to, as the sirens were going off, walk you out on my front porch and start yep.
3: watching. Yep, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that's routinely. Yeah, I mean that's that's the sign of Anoki right there. You just uh, you hear uh, tornado sirens, you walk outside to find out where, and if you can see it, it's probably close. If you can't see it, eh, you go back to your beer, you know. <laughs> Or you bring your beer with you, or, or if it's if it's real bad, you just grab the flag off the flagpole, stand in the middle of the freaking you know uh, driveway, and just like face the wind, right? <laughs> with your flowing mullet behind you. Ooh yeah, man,
2: mullet! You I'd haven't had that. enough
1: hair for that in fucking years, over a decade. Dude.
2: Yeah, over a
1: decade
3: way to call me out thanks man hey i i like to think of myself as an aerodynamic person now i i've got i've got no wind resistance in this uh in these flowing locks that's for sure oh my gosh i'm built uh, like a
1: torpedo i <laughs> start saying you you mean the wax scalp? Because uh, flowing locks is
3: a very large stretch. I'm built like a torpedo.
2: <laughs> Look. You just want to make sure that nothing flies away. Right. I can,
3: And almost every hat fits me. <laughs> so I don't have to worry about bedhead. I don't have to worry about like if it's raining, I mean, whew, I don't have to worry about my hair getting wet or floofing out like others or you just hair have to gel worry about, or any uh, of that
0: shit. Hair? Who wears hair gel?
3: Oh, I don't know. That's a 90s thing, isn't it? Yeah. I don't I don't know. I haven't had hair since the 90s. <laughs> I mean,
1: hair gel. Pe- pe- people stopped wearing hair gel when... Jonathan Taylor Thomas stop being a teenager oh shit Whoa.
3: <laughs> okay Woo-hoo. man i'm I'm old all right all right <laughs> thank you, thank you for just confirming how old i am. <laughs> i'm gonna mean. i'm just gonna I'm just gonna go over here and turn into a dust pile. <laughs>
0: I think you need to go back to your tool time re- to reruns tools look. Look, it's called Home Improvement,
1: and in no way do most of those epi- episodes hold up today at all.
0: Mm, they don't, but... <laughs> I mean, I watched that as but a kid. some of them
1: do. I mean, we grew up on it, but, like... It's trash TV. It's... Uh, I mean, it was good. It was great writing for the time, but uh, times have changed since the yeah, early 90s. It had,
0: have not been on in 20 years. Plus. Yeah. I don't know.
3: Uh, that's, I mean, I, I can't really say that I've watched a whole lot of TV. Uh, and uh, <clears throat> I still remember Home Improvement. And it's not just because... Um, uh, douchebag McDoucherson is a uh, is a Michigander. He's also kind of a douchebag in real life, from what I hear. I don't know. I have never met him. I'm kind of a douchebag in real life too. Anywho, um, most people are. But uh, <laughs> you you
1: you think back to it though. That was like the one of ABC's like tentpole shows for like a decade.
3: That's a. That's a hell of a tent pole right there. <laughs>
0: right? Well, yeah. It's been two so, weeks. Um, it has been two weeks. Rusty, what have you been up to?
3: I've been uh, becoming gainfully employed. Yeah, that's good. Uh, that's. Yes. Yes. I started a new job. Cue applause. I don't.
0: What? I said, I said, cue applause.
3: Yay. I don't have it on. uh, I'll I'll figure it out later. Um, That'll be in editing. Yay. Uh, So, yeah, I am now the. uh, Thanks uh, for saying that. I now have to find a
1: sound sample for applause and insert it. Thank you. Thank you.
3: Go for it. Edit that out. Um, <clears throat> we're gonna. <laughs> I, I am an IT nerd, uh, so nothing really has changed. Um, but yeah, I, I just uh, just started a, a job as a uh, information technology technologist. Um, a technology technologist te- of uh, information technology technician. So a tech tech I, tech tech I've, tech. I am a I'm an IT tech. Uh so yeah, I've, 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 I I I I turn things off and back on again to get paid for it. It's great. Um the uh the company I work for is <laughs> redacted, but yeah, it's 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 also a pretty good company. It's always it's always a nice t- uh nice time when the uh CEO makes a uh you know, an effort to learn your name on the first day. I shook his hand three times. That's to be fair, it took me three times to learn his name. So, boom, we now know each other's names. But that's you know, the, the, but I've seen him. It's one of those companies where you can see the CEO every day, uh, and which, you know, you're which not, is rare. Yeah, and you know, I mean, it's just like oh, you know, walk into the you know the lobby and he's standing there with a you know with a you know a cup of coffee or something like that, or talking to somebody else and be like, hey, how's it going? I'm like, hi, I'm just going to the office. He's like, all right, see you later. Or, uh, you know, you get an IT ticket to fix his phone. No big deal. Um, but, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty good company. I, uh, I've got a pretty good, uh, I'm not just saying this because my boss might be listening. Hey, boss. Um, but, (laughs) uh, yeah, it's, it's a pretty good company. I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about it. So it's great to be actually doing something for once, like getting up every day and, you know, and, uh, trying to figure out what games you can possibly download on your fucking like dial-up internet uh was while you're at work No no well yeah I mean I could set it up to download while I'm at work That's a great idea thank you Oh did that that other game you're... download last night Ooh I I bought a game last night just on a whim and uh cuz you you're going to get a paycheck
2: <laughs>
3: Yeah well I mean you know I had uh, yeah uh yeah, it downloaded. You know when it down, uh, finished downloading? When? One o'clock in the morning. Two uh, So hours? it took three hours to download, f- you know, four... Four gigs. Four
0: gigs, yeah. So... I don't have the fastest internet, but that's usually about a two or three, maybe two-minute endeavor for me. Yeah.
3: Yeah, so uh, the game, uh, game I decided to pick up last night was Against the Storm. I'm pretty sure uh Justin will will go over his experience with that game that made me decide hey fuck it I'm going to go ahead and try it um apparently Elden Ring decided that it wanted to do its update too so that's that that's probably another reason why it took so long um yeah I don't know uh fucking sometime sometimes this month hopefully fingers crossed I'll have my internet and then Everything will be complete. My life will be complete. I'll I'll be gainfully employed. I can uh, afford new games, and then I'll be able to download new games. So uh, that'll be great. Uh I am running into a problem with my PC, though. I might end up having to buy uh, you know, buy new uh, components.
0: Yeah, that's no. Bueno. I'll talk about.
3: I'll talk about new components because some of the stuff that you know that came out over the last couple of weeks for uh, for technologies is kind of interesting. I'll talk about that in a less uh, later half of the show. But I was running into problems where my machine wouldn't boot, and I'm troubleshooting it now. It'll boot only in certain situations. It'll what? And only, huh? It'll what? It'll boot. Oh, god damn it! I hate you so much.
0: I, was, I really do. I was listening to last week's episode while I was finally posting it. I say last week's episode; it's two weeks ago. And the amount of uh, the amount of uh, con- clearly Canadian <laughs> vernacular that Rusty is picking up and inputting into his speech patterns is pretty amazing. He <laughs> can't say about a You know. Everything's boot. Especially I when uh,
2: you so much. when I listening do.
1: especially when listening to you talk, talk about your uh, apple pie. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Fuck off. My apple pie is great. Thank you very much. I might just go get a damn jar just to fucking get through the day today. You guys are assholes. <laughs> we know. <laughs> Only a boot as much <laughs> as you <laughs> uh, eat shit, you fucker.
0: Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I think you even said was... "ma" and "pa" um, in our last week's episode as well. But first, fifteen minutes is just—I uh, don't—you weren't conscious of it. It's kind of like watching. So you know how newscasters like get get a uh, training with their voice, right? For, to to erase their accent, so they sound like they come from like freaking Nebraska. Right, um, it's kind of like watching them on like their social media or something like that, speak in non-newscaster voice, and you realize they've been faking it the whole time. Right, it's it's kind of like it's kind of like when you haven't seen somebody in a real long time; they went from this like really tightly cropped dude to having a really grisly beard and flannels. I think you even mentioned flannel. Yeah, we did talk quite a bit about flannel and layers, 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 <laughs> layers, layers. You know those yes. bases, those bases that that uh, evil scientists have. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, but yeah. Anywho,
3: <laughs> anywho, yeah, a- any- anywho. But yeah, no, I'm gonna get me some flannel shirts here in a little bit. <laughs> I was actually looking at them earlier today.
0: Uh, I hate you so much. You got to go sharpen your axe and go grease the chainsaw? Grease?
3: Yeah. I got to grease it up.
2: <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. You're,
3: you're, you're all douchebags. That's all they I do up still there. They, uh,
0: they, they mine maple syrup. <laughs> they mine. <laughs> 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 they mine maple syrup, cut trees, and snuggle in their flannels. Oh, my God. You are done.
3: You you wouldn't survive
0: in the north. <sighs> I can the north wear sense. I can wear shorts to a respectable temperature. It's gonna be shorts today. It's gonna be shorts today. Yeah, all just right, not well, flip flops. All right, might actually have to get out my fall shoes. I've been wearing toe shoes for like nine months.
3: You're uh, you're not northern until you can walk out to the uh, uh, to get your mail. In your long johns in the middle of a blizzard. I don't,
0: I don't like wearing long johns. I make they make your uh, make your vittles look weird. <laughs>
3: really? Yeah. Is that what you're worried about? I'm worried about shit falling off. <laughs> you're worried about what it looks like.
0: I don't like I wearing mean, tight pants. I don't like having a dick print everywhere I go. Listen, listen, listen. A waffle
1: pattern on your ball sack is better than losing your ball sack to hypothermia.
0: That's what I'm saying. I'm not talking about the pattern it makes on your junk. I'm just talking about the fact that they fit so tight that, like, it it feels like you shrink-wrapped your nuts and your junk, and it just,
3: you're just, be, be be one with the bulge.
0: Look, you got one with the
3: bulge. You want that bulge to survive the winter.
0: So well and then it gets really cold and so everything hibernates, so it's just like a, a mass of a mass of nuts and twigs.
3: I mean, at least it hasn't fallen off. Look look, there's there's way more there there's 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 worse possibilities. If anybody actually like did walk out to their fucking mailbox in their long johns, a hey, they're dumb. Uh, because that's a base layer. You put more, more layers over top of that, uh, and and B, I don't think anybody would bat an eyelash around here.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, I just don't want a poop flap. What? What, what was that? I don't want my a poop. robot internet decided that robot right then. I don't want a
0: poop flap. Oh dude, they do make those. You know that, right? Yeah, so you don't have to take your long johns off from the top and like go all the way like completely disrobe down to your ankles to take a take a dump. It's
3: not that. It's it's not that they used to, you know, it used to be, uh, I don't know, you know, back in the day before my time, the uh uh the guys that lived up here, they would sew themselves into their winter onesies, their their red butt flaps, as as you call it. And uh that's what they would wear all winter long. They they uh they they got ripe. Let's just say they got ripe. Uh, but yeah, they never took that shit off because uh you didn't want to uh you didn't want to lose the dangly bits.
0: Jason's uh, showing off his uh his Nerf gun that also has magazines. Oh, is that why my fucking internet
3: went decide to, uh decided to go uh fucking robotic? Yep. I can't uh I can't show off my Nerf guns because if we all went and fucking decided to do um to decide to do video, my my fucking potato internet would just go
0: well, but you've got yep. a you've got a uh, a work order set up for the end of the month after Thanksgiving um, to get yourself some higher speed internet, right?
3: Yep, one thousand down, two hundred up. I should be perfectly fine to do all kinds of shit while doing podcasting. So it'll be uh, it'll be grand. It's not here yet, so I can't count on anything. But a thousand down will be bigger than uh, better than I've ever had on any other service
0: it's in fact going to be be like 200 times faster than what you have today
3: yeah and it's going to require me to uh come up with a you know non-standard home network solution for that kind of speed otherwise i'm just basically leaving it you know leaving a bunch of that you know that uh bandwidth on the table so yeah, that's the kind of thing that requires a a switch that co- uh, costs like three hundred plus dollars just to be able to serve it.
0: I mean, it depends on how many devices you, you need a thousand a down on. Well, Cause we have a lot of devices that need a thousand down. Not all,
3: not all your, of it. I game mean, cons- what we're going to do? Game is con- we're, your game to segment it.
0: Your game so, consoles and your computers need a thousand. I want to down.
3: segment the the bandwidth so that you you know so that I can have all of the you know standard devices basically using you know half of it, and then you know be able to put you know two point five to you know each of the main machines. That way, we never have to worry about you know download speeds or you know bandwidth again.
0: I figured you'd so, want it more dynamic than that. So, like, in my house, the way that I did it, I, I still have an old switch. It's at 100 down. But the where, what's segmented at that switch is this room because I'm never going to need over 100 down in this room because it's my work computer, the, the uh, podcast computer, right? So mm-hmm. that's how I have that segmented. And then I have um, – I did have that to my Steam link as well for over my network. But then in the the main room, anything that's like, I got a router that has um, gigabit ports on it, right? So that's connected to my computer and to my game con my, my game console because in my uh, TV receiver. So like those things need all the bandwidth because that's where I'm downloading high bandwidth stuff. The same with my TV. My TV's hard lined in. Um, I did decided not to go with Wi-Fi on the TV with it being five feet from the router. So right. that stuff has the all the down. And then in here is segmented off so that my work doesn't ever. So the weird thing about my work network is the VPN will see that you have a high amount of capacity and we'll just steal it all. And I've went back and forth with IT and then finally got somebody in IT to tell me, yeah, that's just how our network works. It's set up that if you have high capacity, that it will use it all. And there's not anybody that's not at an executive level that can make a decision to throttle that. So if you want to throttle that, you need to set that up on your home network. It's like, got it. I'm not going to get in trouble for throttling my work connection down to just a hundred. Like, no, I was like, so, okay. I couldn't figure out how to get it to throttle because it, I don't know, for whatever reason, it wasn't working. So that was actually part of the reason why I just used that switch. Mm-hmm. So it just, it can't go faster than a than hundred down. So, right, because, and then it yeah. doesn't still, when I'm at lunch or whatever, you know, if I want to watch Netflix or download a game or something like that, I can do all that in the living room without ever even affecting the shit in here. Right. right? I, I could throttle it so yeah. that I had a hundred left over, but I I never really need to. Yeah, yeah. The, that's
1: that's even one thing I need to do for my PC. Even at even at the five hundred down connection I've got, <laughs> just throttle your Wi-Fi connections, my, Jason. <laughs> well, no. The problem is, so my PC it being in my bedroom, um, but everything for the modem being in the living room and the primary <sighs> router being in there, I've only got a hundred gig switch,
0: like the four port switch. That's what in I got to. It cost me like fifteen bucks.
2: Yeah the
3: the idea that I have for how I want to do it in here is I'm going to end up buying the high dollar router, uh, and that's going to allow me to uh, set up the VLANs that I want, and then I don't, can actually.
0: You don't have a left. You didn't bring your router with you to up there.
3: No the the router that I've got here isn't you know. It's not rated for fiber speeds, so I would need to actually get a uh,
0: you know get like a Wi-Fi six router.
3: This is a Wi-Fi five. Oh, yeah.
0: um, Wi-Fi the Wi-Fi six router I have makes a pretty big difference, right? So
3: the uh, the router that I want to get will be able to do uh, the network segmentation that I want to do. That way, I can set up you know additional. Uh, segmented network so if if i wanted to you know i want to do remote in i could do that on a completely separate network than my machines are on you know for instance you know um and i'd be able to set the throttle for you know for that it's when you spend for the right router you end up getting all of those uh configurable you know uh parameters so i'm looking at that I haven't really pulled the trigger on it because well I haven't gotten a uh an install date for the uh, you know for that stuff yet but it's all of those things you have to think about because it's not your standard you know it's not your standard fucking internet install at that point a thousand down is you know, you have to actually plan for it so uh I'm not going to let any of that shit go to waste I I mean it's more than will realistically used as two people in a, uh, you know, relatively rural area. Um, But we use more, we use more bandwidth in this house than most of the town does combined. I think so. (laughs) Well, that's because
1: you're like the two biggest techies in town.
3: Right. When, when there's, when I say town, I mean village, and when I mean village, I mean you blink and you miss it, and when I mean you blink and you miss it, most of the people who live here are basically fucking like 70,
0: 80 years old, so... Well, when, uh, when your town discovers 4K pornography, then <laughs> your uh, bed will suffer. Okay, all
3: right, well, there's that, and there is a few teenagers that live here, so
1: we're we're talking a village of less than 500 people right so i mean
3: Eh, inside the village yeah probably somewhere close to that yeah um yeah like
1: it's just very reminiscent up there of like the small towns i jetted around in 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 southern arkansas during high school like
3: yeah it's it's very small like very tiny you know that's i'm just surprised that we're getting fiber at at all like I could be on this potato internet ad nauseum for you know but we're getting the fiber, so we'll figure I'll figure it out. It'll be nice once I get here, but it's gotta get here first. Um fucking yeah. So let's talk about
2: some veggie games. Well, I was gonna ask uh, yeah. what
0: Jason's been up to.
2: Oh Jason, what have you been up to? I mean, same thing icing. as
1: last. Same thing as last week. Only difference is uh, now I'm playing multiplayer because uh, for well, the first time in mean, a while, Holt's on. Holt's on the same schedule I am.
3: So, oh my god, um, you have a Call of so Duty buddy with him. Yeah.
2: So, yeah. Just, and just to clarify, just, I didn't.
1: I was telling Justin earlier this week. I I didn't realize that um, uh, shoot, shooting at people was an itch that I needed to scratch, but apparently it was.
3: I mean... <laughs> uh, I've been
1: vibing it big time.
3: Okay. Alright.
2: Well, one can say that at least you're doing it on Call of Duty. Um, but yeah, the... Uh, I don't
3: know, I've not had a drive to actually want to play Call of Duty, or really any, you know, uh, any PvP game, really, uh, for a while. Like, a long fucking while. Um, Mainly because it just pisses me off most days, I think that might be it, the other times is... Um like on Warzone there they they do that hot mic thing where you you kill somebody and their you know their microphone's hot like you know hot mic for like 3 seconds so you can get their reaction you know um I've watched fucking videos I haven't played Warzone one you know one fucking second but uh that kind of shit is I think that's the you know that just feeds into that childish mentality and I just I, I'm not a big fan of it. Um but more power to you dude. Uh you can have you can have all the fun with uh with Modern Warfare 2, the remake. Uh <laughs> I,
1: I will say the uh um I mean the campaign was just a solid story. I and I told you guys a couple weeks ago I the only ones I'm willing to even give a shot anymore are the ones coming out of uh, out War. of Infinity Ward and yeah. um, Treyarch and Sledgehammer can s- suck on my cock.
3: Um,
2: okay, that's but, specific. Uh, All
3: right. Yeah. See, I wasn't that a big fan of the Treyarch series. They did uh, the uh, the Black Ops, that, that's games.
1: Black Ops, and World at War.
3: Yeah, and I was not a big fan of World War, and I was the only Black Ops game that I actually even halfway enjoyed was the first Black Ops game, and that was just because the game had the uh, the campaign had that mind fuck in it, um, you know that was really you know the whole numbers station situation, that was pretty cool, yep. um, but yeah, uh the modern warfare games they had for me they have they always had the better story as you know as such um and, and for when and for the most
1: part aside from black ops 1 black ops 1 was kind of a um a unicorn for other deve- developers outside of uh infinity ward but uh that was the only other multiplayer that we didn't completely rage on
3: I kind of hated Black Ops multiplayer, honestly, Um, because it it was just
1: the two game modes. What was it? Sticks and stones, and there was one other one.
3: Sticks and stones, I think, was was one. I just remember there being one gun that I liked in multiplayer, and that was it. Uh, And that was uh, the G11. Yeah. Yeah, the fucking electronic rifle, um, the three shot burst electronic rifle with the weird fucking scope on it, um, that you couldn't take off no matter what you wanted to do. Pretty much the uh, I, that was really the only gun that I liked. Everything else sucked. Uh, you know, to you know, to me, everything else just didn't didn't work quite as well. And when I played um, Modern Warfare. And modern warfare two, uh, we were either playing uh uh P and K or we were doing uh a hardcore team deathmatch.
2: Uh because
3: I mean there was something very satisfying about being able to uh you know to plink somebody with a bullet and they fell down. You know exactly with a bullet.
1: Uh, And that's probably the only uh, frustration I'm running into right now is Hardcore's not out yet.
2: Oh. Oh, Hardcore's not out yet? Yeah. Bummer. Yeah, see, I wouldn't be able to play
3: that at all. Fuck that shit.
2: (laughs) I've I've been uh, struggle-bussing
1: through uh, uh, the uh, complete magazine spending to kill somebody shit that Nuke
3: core is yuck yeah I wouldn't I, I just I, I can't I can't play and I just can't play multiplayer or
2: I wouldn't be able to play multiplayer you know COD anymore anyway I just that's just not my thing um I'll either play co-op or I'll play you know single player offline or whatever but you know
3: the call uh, the Call of Duty games they don't have a good enough campaign to justify the entire cost of the game. Uh, for what you know, what little you get in the campaign, right? You buying that game for the multiplayer—that's a big portion of what you're paying for. So that's more than half of that game. I would not be able to, you know, you know, get any enjoyment out of if I put my, put my money down on it pretty much yeah that and my internet's probably you know such dog shit that i would end up rubber banding back it, to the beginning of the fucking you know map anyway I,
1: I started saying you can't even dream of doing anything mass like intently
3: multiplayer like that till your internet gets upgraded right so i mean i'll uh i'll, I'll figure that shit out you know I'll figure that shit out once I get the you know get the internet. But I'm probably I've I've already kind of got the uh, the games I want to play, uh, you know, sorted out once I get the you know you know get the fiber up. I'm gonna uh you know get my turn on my fucking PlayStation Plus, and I'm gonna basically go through a bunch of fucking PlayStation games that I've wanted to play for a while. Um, get that going until some of the PC games come out. Uh, and that'll probably get me through the rest of this year. Uh, just in, you know, just in doing that. Cause of course, you know, God of War Ragnarok is, uh,
2: is, is a thing. Um, and that's going to be, uh, that's, that's not out yet, is it? No. no. That's coming that very, comes, very fucking soon. As I
1: start say, yeah, that comes out this month. So.
3: Right, that comes out next Wednesday, so by the time you know by the time that this comes up it'll it'll probably be out by the time we record next, it will be out, and I wanted to actually get through uh twenty eighteen before I did Ragnarok uh that's just a that's just my own personal goal, so basically, I'm going to be staying away from the fucking internet anything that has to do with God of War I'm just gonna look away um You know, for you know, for the next month or so. Um, but if I can get God of War to actually download over the next three days on my PlayStation, I might be able to. You know, why don't don't you just get it on disk? What's that? Why don't you just get it on disk? Because if you buy a game on disk, you still have to download the fucking game anyway. But then you can loan it. Well, I guess I did buy it on disk. I bought it on disk. You know, a while back, somebody still has my disc. It's in Oklahoma. Somebody has it. I know they do because I don't have it.
0: Earlier you were talking so, about that God, War, that God of War. That God of War, yes. Oh, you want me to buy Ragnarok on disc?
2: Well, I, so, I guess it
0: doesn't matter because Cam's there anyway. Right. Right, exactly. And he's... You know, I, th-
3: I'm, I imagine what he's going to want to play. I don't know. What happens if you um, get another
0: place? What's that? What happens if you get another place? What if I if I get another place? Yeah.
3: A, that's probably not going to happen. Uh, and, and and B. Um, what if he gets married? If he gets married, I'm sorry, buddy, if you're listening to this. But if he gets married, that would be a fucking, like, that's, that's going to be a fucking miracle. I'd see this years off is what I'm trying to say
0: (laughs) things happen faster than you realize Uh, I'm just saying
3: well up here yes but I mean we've gotten past the age of 17 if he hasn't gotten a you know a chick and gotten her pregnant by 17 (laughs) there's there's a large window Um, (laughs) the age of 17 is uh, is the average age for uh, becoming a mother in, you know, in our little town. Um, that's that's how boring it is up here. Um,
2: so he's gotten past that age. He's not a dad yet. And. Uh, yeah, I'm
3: I'm just I'm just going to say I'd see it, uh a ways out. But. By that time I'm hoping that the you know that if there's going to be a third God of War we'll be talking about the third God
2: of War at that point. I'm just saying. We pretty much basically so you know said
3: to each other, yeah, we're probably going to be single for the rest of our lives and it's it's way way easier, you know, to deal with at that point. So yeah. It's a we're we're just we're setting up a gamer house. We'll have a streamer house. We're going to be two big fucking geeks in the middle of north uh, North Country. So we're already kind of setting ourselves apart from you know from the crowd here.
2: <clears throat> so I've come to terms with it. I think he's come to terms with it. I'm not worried about it. But if you
3: want me to buy uh, buy Ragnarok on disc so that I can send it to Oklahoma for you, cheap fucks.
0: Oh All no, right. I was I guess <laughs> I found out that I couldn't spend uh <clears throat> my Best Buy Reward certificates on my payment. So I'm just gonna end up buying it. That was actually on my list of things to do today was buy that with my free Best Buy money. Whatever, Whatever. dude.
3: I'm gonna go ahead and buy it I'm, uh, off of my Amazon rewards now.
0: No, because I bought that TV. I will and not I spent... be
3: outdone by Best Buy uh, rewards.
0: I was I will be... not be. Well, I've got two hundred dollars in certificates. I need to use them.
1: Well, yeah. and you need to use them before they fucking expire, because that shit's got an expiration date.
0: I know it's got a it's got a month from now, and they expire. So I got to spend two hundred dollars at Best Buy, and all the shit I want is not on a console. So I don't know what the fuck to buy.
3: I've I've got rewards cards. I can or rewards money on 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 this. I'm just gonna buy rewards. I'm gonna buy. A digital code for digital money for with my you know with my fake digital money
2: that's how that works right i don't know
0: well i'll say that over here um it's been two weeks Mm. things and stuff have happened at work work's been really stressful lately um and i can't really get into that at all but um that being said, and having an extremely stressful and crazy week at work this week, um did go ahead and actually, I'm working on printing a bunch of photos that I've taken at shows throughout the year and creating pieces to hang in the house that have a whole bunch of uh memories attached to them, right? I got some pretty decent photos. <clears throat> now I'm kind of realizing that I need to tune my Display and my TV a little bit better for when I'm editing because the stuff I'm editing is a little darker when it came to print than what I realized it, and and part of that was I didn't calibrate my display appropriately, so my display looks great, but my pictures look a little darker than I want them to.
3: I didn't think about that, but yeah, um, that, there's there's a reason why, um, uh color gamut is a uh, is a big thing for editor uh, uh editor displays. Because well, you before, want what you're, pl- uh, what you're editing.
0: And I've got a couple that it'll be really right. important for me to get it right because I've got one, I've got two that I want to print on, like brushed aluminum. Mm-hmm. And then I've got a couple that I want to print on canvas. And so those, I, I mean, the aluminum costs like 90 bucks. The canvas will cost me about 60 or 70 bucks. So I want to get it right. So I'm at the point where I think I'm going to adjust stuff and think that I got it right. And then recreate some of these images that I'm working with and then go back and print them, right, just small prints and see how it turns out to see how closely I matched it and then go and print them on those more expensive formats because right. I want it to be perfect or as close to perfect as I can. It's not going to be perfect for me. But, yeah, I've got some stuff that I'm really excited to print. Um, This is known by almost nobody, but um, there is a noise – rock band called Godspeed, you black emperor that me and John saw on a whim last Tuesday. Um, if you, the only song they have is that would be considered famous would be a one called East Hastings. That's on a, if you've seen 28 days later, which is an older movie at this point, um, there's a scene where he's on the bridge walking all by himself. Um, and, that's the song that's playing. It's, it's a soundtrack for the apocalypse. All of their stuff is basically a soundtrack for the apocalypse. It's really droney, dreary, rock music. I guess you could call it rock. There's, they very rarely use distortion, but they use, like to give you an example of what's on stage, there's an electric violin. There's two electric basses. There's a stand-up bass that the guy plays both with his hands and with a bow. There are two drummers, but they also have like xylophones and kettle drums and all sorts of stuff like that behind them. There's two guitarists. One's running several effects and one's running clean. Um, I'm trying to think what else was up there. I think that's about it. But the electric violin, like half the time, sounds like a theremin. Um, So it's. Mm -hmm. It could very easily. Their music could very easily fit into like a Silent Hill game or some kind of like last of us style game or something like that. Like it, it has a lots of slow ambient moments as soundtrack music. Um, so like there's lots of slow ambient moments and then there's really huge build up moments that kind of come rise into a cacophony. It's kind of like a modern orchestra is kind of what I would describe it as, but it's a little noisier than that. Um, but it's really, for me, it's really, really good. And, uh, John was a, Remembered liking them and he was like okay well that'll make up for the Bauhaus show we missed and the damn that we missed this year so I'm going to go ahead and I'll go with you because the tickets were like 30 bucks for balcony seats Um, so we went and he's like yeah the merch looks okay I don't think I'm going to get any merch and then after he left John spent like almost $250 in <laughs> LPs he just bought wow. all of them he's like I want one of each he's like one of like a CD and then a an album he's like no i want a copy of every album on lp right now so Damn. yeah he got like i think i think they have seven or eight releases but he got seven or eight releases on vinyl and they're all like heavyweight slow art, like half speed rpm vinyl so they're like really highly detailed um which Sweet. actually I, I would love to borrow some of those from him to, once i get a record player again because the the other crazy thing is the lp versions have different versions of the songs. They're different recordings and different sessions. And sometimes some of them have different movements. Some of the stuff on them are longer or shorter and there are different tracks. So it's the same concept, like eight, 70% of the album version on CD versus the album version on LP is the same, but they're two different recording sessions. So, which mm. is pretty freaking crazy, but yeah, it's, it's like art rock for art rock's sake. Right. Um, but it's an experience, right? Uh, my buddy, I ran into my buddy that I go to, uh, been going to concerts with for 20 years up there. He brought his 10 year old with him and his 10 year old has the most music knowledge of any more than most people I know because he's hyper focused on music. And, uh, since he's been about seven, he's probably been to about 30 shows. Um, he said this was the second best. He said, now I have to see Radiohead. (laughs) It's like, well, uh, then. all right kiddo you realize that's like a hundred or two hundred dollar ticket we got to travel mm-hmm. um but yeah it's a it was pretty interesting there was two projectors running kind of overlapping each other so like the backdrop for the music is done on projector and they have a guy running different reels um to kind of complement what's going on in the music and it's always like weird abstract old films um kind of overlapping each other with a lot of it's it's just different. But it's uh yeah, it was it was a super chill show. Like this is not a show that people mosh at or whatever. We were in the balcony and I was like, I wanna I can't get any pictures up here with my shitty phone, so I want to get a couple that maybe I can print out and say that I saw this band that hasn't toured Oklahoma in um they haven't tried in twenty years. In fact the t shirt that I got um on the back of it it doesn't have the names of the city, it just has the state, and then it says red state, blue state, purple state, and then on a couple, it says police hassle. So on Oklahoma, it says police hassle Oklahoma, and that's because back in 2002, they came here, and they stopped at a gas station, and they have all this, um, these projector reels, right, and all these, like, photos and stuff they put up. But on the photos are, like, war crimes and things like that. And I don't know how it came across, but somebody saw them looking at those pictures and assumed they were terrorists, and then got the FBI involved, and then they got arrested in Oklahoma Jeez. and then let go after they realized they're just traveling musicians, and so they never came back for twenty years, um, because they got hassled here, because uh, of some dumb redneck. So, it. Understandably, the climate during that time was just after nine eleven, and not to get into politics, but that was a really tense time for America. So people were hypersensitive to things that didn't need to be, and uh, that just—I don't know—but it is—it is interesting. On the back of my shirt, it says "Police hassle Oklahoma," and it has the date, uh, right. which is pretty cool. But uh, yeah, that was super memorable. Um, That was on my bucket list. I didn't know they were ever touring again. In fact, they, they stopped writing albums in like 2002 and then didn't write another album until like 2009. So they have a really split catalog on their stuff. But anyways, if you're ever interested, Godspeed, You Black Emperor is kind of, uh, for anybody that was really into like crazy your Rock or stuff that's in an experimental vein, like Radiohead, but no vocals. Um. Listen to the song Sleep, and then that's everything you need to know about Godspeed, you Black Emperor. That aside, um, I did get my Steam Deck working with um, Game Pass. That process isn't hard. Um, It took me 10 minutes. Essentially, what you do is you install the Edge browser, and then you add that to Steam, right? Like add a game to Steam, you add the browser, and then you add, add a command in the launch command, and you add a command in the console and when you click on it it just launches into game pass for for xcloud and then you just play shit you got to reconfigure oh. the controls which takes almost no time but it's two command lines um i recommend doing that on a keyboard and mouse because they are really it's i fucked it up trying to do it with the keyboard on the steam deck and that's actually what took me 5 of the 10 minutes until i was like fuck this i'm just going to plug it into the tv um but yeah the uh Game Pass for Steam Deck is super easy, and it works super well. But I guess that means it's time for games. Mm, yes. Jason, you've mostly talked about Call of Duty. Is that all you had, or did you have anything else?
1: I mean, I've been,
0: I think, like uh,
1: the rest of us on the show, since uh, since it released, I've been peppering in some vampire survivors here and there. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, trying to, trying to finish out my catalog of relics, which you guys are way ahead of me on, um, uh, and get those, uh, get those weapon evolutions,
0: but I think I only have three or four survivors to unlock now. Yeah, I've got all but four of them unlocked there's more than you think yeah there's definitely
3: there? more there's def- definitely more i feel more. like i've got two pages uh, of survivors <laughs> yeah i i'm still working on you know unlocking more um unlocking more survivors and there's uh there's there's even more survivors after that it's it's great. The, the, nice,
0: the nice thing about that game, especially since it hit 1.0, is it is a good pick up and put down game. Mm-hmm. Um the sad thing is that you can't save it mid-game. You're you're committing to either 15 or 30 minutes of gameplay. But for me, as crazy as the week's been, my I've been a little bit brain numb. So for me, it was a really easy just pick up and play for a little bit. I'm gonna do one or two runs and then call it good, right? So I think that's great. And then I was telling Rusty. The other day, Jason, the graphics on the 1.0 release. So they redid the redid the engine or ported it to a new engine, and they feel a lot crisper. And it feels like it can handle the amount of sprites on screen a little bit better than it used to. Oh
1: yeah, definitely
3: can. And I
0: know that they changed some things with
3: lighting. Yeah. Um. So like light sources, candles, you know, the candelabras and stuff like that. They actually, you know, do some. (laughs) Yeah, they do have some light on the background so uh i mean it's not high res by any means but it's definitely noticeable from you know from
0: you know pre released. yeah it's a it's an excellent game i'm glad i found that game earlier this year it was 100 percent playable all through early access and now having it feature complete it's great um it's also really cheap. I, they actually up the price a little bit, which I don't blame them. Like, there's so many people playing that game, and he supported it. It's like a single developer. He is. Uh, it's it's like 4.99 now, which is still stupid it's cheap. Worth. Totally worth. Um, it, it's it's worth easily worth way more than that. Like I've gotten, I think I've gotten 60 hours in Vampire Survivors, which is is kind of nuts.
3: Yep, changed to uh 499 for the 1.0 release. It was 299 before, but it's definitely worth every penny. Like the amount of time that you put into that game versus, you know, I mean, even if you just go uh, go to the point where you can actually do a 30-minute run, which takes a you know, it takes a couple tries. I mean, when you're first starting out, it takes a couple tries to get to that point.
0: I think It but, takes more than a couple tries. Like you kind of got to get used to the synergies and what works really well and how to use different not just the combos but like what really goes together and I think it comes down to having a good AoE and a good direct damage. Right. Uh, but the direct damage you need for the boss stuff. Right.
3: Well, I mean, if you get to the point where you can actually do a 30 uh, 30 minute run, you've uh you've easily gotten your uh your money's worth out of it. Um and then uh, from there, it's like going through and trying to, fi- you know, to find all the relics or, or trying to find all of the weapon synergies, or uh, unlocking all of the survivors or something like that. That's, you know, hours and hours and hours of gameplay for five bucks. It's worth it. <laughs> I mean, when when you've got a uh, uh, when you've got an indie game like this, that essentially is the definer for an entire genre of other indie games trying to copycat it. I mean, kind of like a Souls like there's survivors likes out there.
0: Yeah, there is. And there's not very many Yeah, there
1: there's already like a survivor.io for mobile.
0: Right. Exactly. So if you came out before
3: a, a type of game, I think you've done something right.
0: Well, so a lot of people say it's a uh, kind of a copy of a game called Magic Survival, which is on Android and is actually worth it. It's a good game, but it is it is still different. It's the same concept. You are the bullet hell, essentially. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But that that game in general, um, Magic Survivor is is good.
2: Um,
0: Okay, well, and it's free like okay. if, if you need a good phone game that's scratches the same itch as Vampire Survivors but I wouldn't be surprised if Vampire Survivors doesn't port over to Android at this point I don't know I mean if it's most
1: most Android devices could
0: run it like it's not that heavy uh it's CPU heavy at a certain point my uh but, well yeah my Steam Deck which can run everything will drop down to 20 fps on the higher levels oh of Empire Survivors. Like, once you've gotten, you know, you've got a thousand sprites on screen and particles and shit going all over the place, like, it will drop. But the game runs in such a way that, like, it knows it gets clogged down and it doesn't fuck up the gameplay, even when it starts to get bogged down. Is this part of the craziness that happens in that game? But. I think that probably goes somewhere on the save for game like at least honorable mention of some sort on game of the year for this year well uh, yeah that yeah. game that well, game's so good You
3: can actually play uh, vampire survivors they have a uh oh, there's a um there's a port of it on on Android no that doesn't I don't
2: know how good it is.
3: It says early access, and I'm not quite sure if it's been developed any you know further further from it's there. it it's an official
0: it's an official port.
3: That's what I'm trying to figure out right
0: now. It doesn't look official. That that's shitty. Somebody would steal yeah. that guy's work. Basically, yeah. Like he he landed on on bottled lightning, like. <laughs>
3: right. Right. I mean. Definitely. Well, people have been trying to, you know, capitalize on, you know, on Vampire Survivor's success by doing the Survivor's like I mean, any, anything that you if you just type into, you know, in, in your Steam library uh, and you just look for shit games. I mean, look in your uh, uh, Discovery queue eight, uh, after about 8000 of them or so, you start to see a bunch of
0: these really shit you know, Survivor games. Well, we can give you the ones that are worth the damn. Like Bone <laughs> Razor Minions is pretty good. It's not as good as Vampire Survivors, but it's pretty good and also pretty cheap. Right. Um and the Lazarus project is pretty good, but it still needs some work. It's got a lot of promise. I've, Rogue Genesia is yep, also Rogue Genesia. Is excellent. Um
3: I've got a couple of them that I've uh that I'm watching right now. Uh the uh there's uh soulstone survivors uh which looks you know pretty decent. I haven't tried it because it hasn't come out
0: yet. There's a prologue for it uh and I just haven't downloaded it yet um oh I think the that actually comes out like tuesday or wednesday i've I've yeah. been watching it and I've been thinking about playing it
3: uh so there's there's that um what was it? Uh, do, 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 there was uh, there was another one that uh, that I was watching, and I can't remember exactly where it was. I've got so many damn games in my uh in 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 my backlog here. Shit, I don't know. Uh, it's it's in the it's in here, but there's a few of them. Um, well, I've got and of course uh, twenty minutes till dawn is actually you know pretty decent too.
0: That's not really exactly the same because you can aim. Right. True, you can aim a little bit, but yeah.
3: Um, 20 minutes or of you done can, is also. Alternatively, too. you can hold down space and
0: it, uh, it auto-aims for you. I will say that I did finish some games. Um, mm-hmm. I finished Terror of Hemosaurus. That game's not very long. I want to say about. Five hours long So if you can get it On the cheap It's good It has some replayability That you can play it Like co-op It's essentially Rampage But a lot of really Fourth wall And tongue-in-cheek References to um, Itself Um, It's essentially Yeah It's 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 Legitimately funny Um, I found myself Laughing more than a few times While I was playing it Um, I don't know that it's worth I think it's like $12. twelve dollars. I think it's worth about eight dollars is probably a good price point for it. Because it's literally just Rampage. And for those of you that don't know what Rampage are, I guess the only people who really know what Rampage are, are people in their late thirties or forties. Um it's a game where you That's played a, a dinosaur and you destroyed a city as a side school kind of beat 'em up kind of thing. And it's essentially the same thing, but yeah, this it wasn't just goes just crazy. A dinosaur. You could have you you're could are, have the ape. You're, you're, a, um, you're a kaiju.
3: Yeah, you were a kaiju. Yes, basically, it it was playing off of the idea of uh, of playing Godzilla, uh, Godzilla and King Kong. Yeah,
0: you were you were a Gojira, um, Gojira. So that being said, um, uh, <clears throat> Terra Fumosaurus. If I had to give it a rating, gameplay loop and entertainment value and everything, probably about. I think it's because it's short, probably about a 3.7 out of 5. If it was longer, they had more content or things to do, I think it'd be great. I think it'd be great if you put it on and installed it on like a, uh, a Steam cabinet, right? Like if you did an arcade deck and you had something for people to play while you had people over, if you're in that weird niche realm of folks that could do something like that. I think that Ooh. would be cool, but, um, yeah, it's, it is what it is. Another game I'll talk about. You just about, need to save the world from, mo- uh, monkeypox, right? Uh, they, yeah. And I did that by just killing a lot of people. Um, yes. that was literally something you did. Like you take people and you throw them at the helicopter blades and they, you know, die in a an explosion of pixelated guts at the helicopter blades. And then you throw enough people at helicopters and they, they crash. Um, you can also take tanks and like in cars and just like kick them through buildings. It's pretty crazy, but it's a little <laughs> overpriced for the amount of gameplay like while I was playing it, I was having a fucking blast um I don't know if I talked about it last week or last time, but I did beat control that game is ex- exceptionally good. I really wish I'd have played that when it came out. It would have been it may have been my top game that year. I don't know that they it's probably it's easily in my top ten. It's a really good game. I told you it was. I mean
3: um, I'm, yeah. I don't know anything though but uh, I am just saying it's a, it's I, an exceptionally
0: I, good game it's it's I think I put a little over 30 hours into it but it's it's an exceptionally good game I I don't know why I put it off for so long and it looks beautiful Um the game I wanted to talk a little bit more about that I really sunk my teeth into so I will say I thought I would be done with um The Rat Game. What the hell is the Rat Game called? Plague Tail Requiem. Plague Plague Tail Requiem. I thought I'd be done with Plague Tale, but it's a very narrative-driven game, and I haven't been in a headspace to play a narrative-driven game. So, um, I need a lot of stuff to shut my brain off right now, and that was not one of them. It's a good-looking game. Runs great. Um, Probably about a third of the way through it, but I've probably only sunk 10 hours into it. Uh, Or less. Um, Nothing wrong with the game. It's just, I'm just not feeling that type of game right now. Um, Against the Storm is what I landed on. I played a lot. So, like, I got the Rimworld expansion, started playing that. Realized I need about another 50 hours in the run that I was in for me to really, really take it to its max potential. And I just wasn't 100% there when I was playing it it's rimworld's a really slow paced game right it has moments of just sheer insanity but the in between for quite a while can be pretty rote um and i just wasn't feeling that so against the storm is something i had my eye on for a while it's a city builder community management kind of a community management game but it's a little bit light on the community management i was telling rusty like this is a very unique building game. So the art style is pretty much World of Warcraft, would be what I call it, right? I don't know what the engine is, etc., but that's what it feels like. It feels like World of Warcraft's engine. So everything's really clean but also kind of simple with really bl- a really bright color palette. And it's a roguelike survival builder with continuing progression. So it just says play. You don't have a safe state. Or your game's always saving. There is It's it's like playing Iron Man mode 100% of the time because your run is the whole game. And you're going to have some failures and you're going to have some successes. And the game builds on those failures and successes. Every map takes a little bit over between an hour and two hours to complete. But it'll start you off. And it'll essentially say there's like a tech tree, right? But you unlock the tech tree as part of your permanent unlocks and as part of the progression unlocks within the run. So when I start off, you're in this little bitty grove, right? This little clearing with a hearth. And the hearth is what keeps all of your villagers warm. And that warmth is necessary for them to all survive. There's a storm where it's either constantly drizzling or storming. And when it's storming, it has different modifiers as to what it does to your villagers. Sometimes that storm may include hail and it starts killing people outright. Uh, That storm may be some of the it may trigger random events in the land and you might have like poisonous gas that comes across and just starts killing people. Um, It adds a a metric shit ton worth of modifiers to it when the storm is going on during the drizzle, though, you have positive modifiers. So maybe when you're producing herbs, maybe it produces you produce like 300 percent more. So. Early on, when you start off, you don't have to worry about it as much until you get into the later game, but it's good to take note that those modifiers affect the gameplay. And on the harder maps, it becomes a lot more important to really pay attention to those modifiers so you get the most out of your run. But essentially, the, the loop is, is you start off, you start building your habitations for your people, you build a lumber or like a... a deforest a lumber yard essentially right and you go to town like clearing out these little areas and you use that wood to fuel your hearth and you use it to build buildings and then you start to build up your industry to produce different things whether it be more complex foods or trade materials etc and then you'll get these orders that come down that'll say all right so we need 10 packs of luxury goods and if you do that, you're going to get um ten harpies for your workers, and you've got all these different races that help out, so you got harp as far as I know, it's harpies, humans, lizards, and beavers. I totally heard that wrong. What did you hear? I heard harp- uh, herpes oh <clears throat> no, no herpes <laughs>
2: <clears throat> but once
0: you get that, you can't get- <laughs> yeah, once you get you know, but they all have their <laughs> own needs, right, so like if the weather effects or the food's not right or they're bored, et cetera, those people will leave. But anyways, you have this meter on the bottom. You've got your, your wind meter, the blue meter, right? Which is affected by the things you do for your people, the things you do for the queen. And then on the bottom, you've got the queen's wrath, which is always growing at a steady rate. And then some things increase the rate. So every time I discover a grove, it increases the, The hostility meter, which also increases the queen's wrath. And then every time you open up a grove, there'll be pockets of resources in there and there might be events in there. So maybe it's I didn't figure this out till last night, but like there was this one event that released um, like a plague of termites and it had a timer counting down on it, which meant that I need to drop everything I'm doing and go address that termite problem. Termites will eat through all of my building supplies or all of my wood building supplies, essentially, which I need to keep my fire burning. And what happened is I didn't pay attention to it, wiped out all my building supplies, wiped out all my fuel supplies, which wiped out my hearth. And within five minutes, half my population was dead um, because they had no warmth and it's a kind of like a brutal survival thing. So ended up solving the event and then slowly coming back from that to win. Um I did have one that I lost where there was this pit that opened up in one of these glades and it said and you know there's a timer it says in 9 minutes um they're going to unleash a plague of ga- gas that's going to kill everything within a 20 tile radius well I highlighted that 20 tile radius was literally my whole village I didn't pay Oof. I didn't pay attention to it until about 5 minutes and then I kind of caught on to what was going on and then I didn't have the materials I needed to close up the pit. So I just watched the timer countdown. I was like, I wonder how bad this is going to be. And it wiped out my entire village. I <laughs> should have paid attention to the event. Now, I lost that game. By losing that game, I gained a little bit of resources, but not very much. It doesn't eat into your existing resources for your permanent unlocks, but it does. Like, I didn't get very much XP, etc. And I don't know the full limits of how bad that hurts you every time you lose. Um, but I lost, right? There's a whole lot more than what I'm just saying with this, because then there's a whole overmap and then the overmap, you unlock these deeds. So as you basically get achievements in the game, that gives you extra XP, um, which unlocks different technology trees and different modifiers to your game that help you. And then as you complete each map, you get certain resources that you use for those permanent unlocks. So there's a really good game loop there. Um, every map's a little bit different. All the biomes are pretty very different, right? Like I did this one that was coral where all the trees look kind of like coral um I did one that was very mountainous and everything had lots of rocks and some like scrub brush and then i there's the typical forest biome, which is the normal one but as you as you play like there are there's just always an unlock there's always something driving a sense of progression. Um, there's always a sense of urgency in what you're doing. And sometimes you're like, okay, well, I'm not producing anything here. So now I need to quit production here because these are the things that will help me complete the objective. And the objective is ultimately what I'm going for, um, to complete this game. And it always lets you pick the easiest versus the hardest mode. Um, so you can always kind of go back and forth on how you want to play it. It's an excellent building game. I haven't had this much fun in a building game and it's, it's, it's like, it's engaging. It's always got you thinking about something. It, <clears throat> I was looking at reviews that, on Steam that kind of summed it up, and one of the things that said in a lot of, like, building games, you kind of get to the mid to late game, and then you just kind of watch your city survive and do its thing, and then you don't really do anything other than just to <laughs> bask in the radiance of your perfectness. Um, because there's always, like, an objective going on in this game with things that you need to do, it kind of forces you to hot-plan things on the fly. Um, mm-hmm. And redo things, which makes you engage with what the game's doing at all times. Like there's very little – there's just very little small pockets of time where you're waiting for something complete. Most of the time you're engaged with the game. And most city builders aren't like that. Most city builders are – let's let the simulation run for a minute to kind of catch up with the the plans that I laid out. Um, if I lay out too many buildings um, – I'll just be strapped on resources for a really long time. So you kind of want to plan out what you're going to do. Like you can set limits on production for, it's like I was making these larger houses which take planks instead of just logs. And I figured out how many planks I needed, paused it, went to my lumber mill, set it to produce exactly that many and then no more. So that way I didn't waste the logs which are also feeding into my fuel for my hearth that was keeping everybody alive. So like just little things like that, like the buildings themselves will refund you some resources if you destroy them. And sometimes that's necessary to keep your your community alive. So it's not uncommon for me to set down a resource extracting node of some sort, right? And then I run out of the resource for me to go through and just destroy it because I don't see any more of that resource. Or just use one particular type of building and then move it around the map as needed because you can move it at no cost. Um, and just move it wherever I need it to extract resources. The same things like the lumber, the wood cutting houses or whatever you call those, those woodcutter camps, you can move wherever you want and you're constantly moving them closer to the edge of the wood that you want to push forward on. You can even set it to where it'll only chop down the trees that you select. So you select kind of like the path you want your, your woodcutters to go. Okay. So you're always branching out. You're always doing something. You're always engaged. I've, it's a city builder that actively engages you, and that's just not common. And it's also relaxing at the same time. Uh, music's pretty good. The sound effects are really good. Like, everything about the game is, is good. Uh, the only reason, if you're into these type of games, that it might annoy you is it might annoy you that there are time-limited goals and there are failure points. If that's not what you're looking for, then this is not the game for you. The art style might drive you bananas, too. But... Like, everything clicks for me. This is, right now, for for building games, this is, like, easily one of the best out there. It's a full-feature game that has the tag early access on it, and I can't figure out what part of it's early access. Like, what are they going to add to this? Like, it's, it's great the way that it is. So, yeah, Against the Storm, Ooh. for four and a half out of five. It's fucking amazing.
3: I uh it was enough for me to download it last night and i have, I'm kinda looking forward to playing it. So that was uh I mean his his description was enough for me to go and spend hard earned cash on it.
0: Yeah, and you don't have to earn that much cash for it. I think it's was it like fifteen bucks or less?
3: Yeah, it's it's not too uh it's not too bad. I mean, if you're getting
0: a decent amount of playtime out of it, go for it. Yeah, I can see my There's, I've just scratched the surface of it and I think I like already have six or six or so hours in it and I just got it yesterday. So, I don't know. Do we want to take a break? Uh, sure. Sounds good. All right, folks, we'll be back.
2: Mm-hmm. A
0: short oh. short break to right. go through some news. Um you? I guess what we're all looking forward to is uh there's a new God of War coming out. Um uh, comes out next week. We will God not have War, that, Greg, rock. Yeah, we will not have that beat by the time uh, we record next week.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It comes out I like won't two even days have it be-
0: downloaded. It comes out like two days before it releases. Our podcast will be recorded, like, two days before it releases. Yeah. So, looking forward to that. That's probably the last huge, huge, huge game.
3: It's the only one that could possibly even come close to rivaling the uh, the top two right now, and that is uh, Elden Ring, which is pretty much already penciled in as the top spot for pretty much everyone.
0: I don't... And f- then, um, I like God of War. I don't see it being the next Skyrim though. I see it being an amazing game, but I don't think that it's going to have the same type of impact that Elden Ring had. However, I could it could be number 2. The thing is is with well,
3: with Elden Ring, I think they just surprised the pissed out of people because there wasn't a whole lot of like there wasn't a whole lot known about Elden Ring before Elden Ring got in people's hands. Well, and it also was that
0: people were looking forward to it, and then it surpassed yeah. everybody's expectations.
3: Right. It it did a good job. Right. Uh, and God of War, you've kind of got a taste with that with 2018. So you're looking to, you know, iterate on that, right?
1: God of War is going to be all about the narrative.
3: Well, that and it looks like they've. But, changed some things with the combat and added a little bit more verticality and some move, you know some more movement abilities which you know 2018 definitely needed uh so i'm looking forward to it i want to uh, i want to get my hands on it and i noticed you know just going through some shit that uh that preload is actually live for it right now um let's see uh the uh the size for the ps4 is larger than the ps5 for some reason i'm not quite sure exactly what the the whole you know whole problem is there but it's 106.8 gigs on ps4 and 84 gigs on ps5 go figure weird yeah um but that is a big boy uh, as far as, as game size is concerned uh way more than they can put you know feasibly on a disc so buying the disc wasn't going to help me any uh, at all uh so we're gonna go ahead and uh and just uh do uh do that on the on the on the digital i'm pretty sure um mainly because i want to get it preloaded right uh. so I'm. Just, you know, if I can buy that now and get it preloaded then you know then maybe I have a good chance of getting at least a day of of uh, playing it before you record next
0: Jason you don't have a you have a PS4 you don't have a PS5 right right well that sucks I'm gonna say yeah I was gonna say I'd loan it to you after I was done but but you're gonna want to buy it on PS5 yeah for you know for the pretties yeah I need more things for the uh, the good TV that I just paid off yeah oh that's nice
2: but
3: yeah it's that's what uh, that's a thing so you can go ahead and uh, and pre-purchase if that's one uh, one game that you know for a fact you're gonna buy which I mean that's the only time I would ever you know su- uh, suggest pre-ordering something is you know you're gonna buy it anyway um, don't buy it. You know, don't pre-order for the fucking freebies that they you know that they tried to shove down your throat. Pre-order it because you know you're going to buy it. Um, pre-order it because you're on you know like me and you have potato fucking internet and you want to
0: have at least a week worth of download time. Uh, for me, I th- <laughs> I have the extra Best Buy bucks I need to spend. So for me, it's one of those just. I don't know. I I'm I may go super lazy and just have it delivered, but ordered off oh Buy's website. Because I don't want to get, I don't. I've got yeah, so well, you still to. have, you still have the
3: option for the internet uh, or, you know, have that shit. If, it, if I had anything delivered up here because it has to go through, um, uh, I don't know, some form of like, it's got to be checked by fucking, you know, the, the passing moose. Uh, everything is delayed by at least a week up here. I mean, I just had a t shirt that I had ordered fucking two weeks ago delivered today. Uh, and yeah, it took an extra week to get here because it had
2: to be inspected by the moves. Anywho, um, we've got, let's see.
3: Uh got a more preload. Uh on the topic of PlayStation, uh, I saw that there was uh some additional talk of launching the PS VR two. Uh so it's overpriced. It's way <laughs> overpriced at five hundred and forty nine dollars and ninety-nine cents. You too can have a VR headset set up that costs more than the PlayStation 5 itself um and did you get a look at the stats on it I didn't get that close into it but I am looking at I'm uh, looking at information right now you, the charging station for it is 50
0: bucks and is not included um the reason I ask all that is you can get the quest 2 right not the new quest right. but the quest 2 for probably at this point under 200 bucks since the new one just launched you can if you've got the pc you can brand super new, sam- it's 499 that's the new one that's not the old one that's no. not the, that's not the pro that's is it that's the quest 2 the same the pro one i got was
1: 1400
0: right no the no no pro is rollback i got mine brand new for 299 yeah that's the original bus okay so the original quest I guess maybe you can't buy that anymore. I don't know. Yeah, you can't buy that anymore.
1: It's Quest Two. All
0: right, so
3: it is uh, two thousand by uh, twenty forty per
0: eye on the uh, PSVR two. So, so it's high resolution, but it, it I is don't know the PSVR format. Yeah, but the PS Five doesn't have the processing power to run anything other than super simple stuff.
3: It's it's going to, uh, it's going to, you know, any game that you see for PlayStation is going to be optimized by, you know, by the
0: developers for the console.
3: Um, I know, but you
0: basically have something that's like equivalent to a 2060 in there, you know. True. I mean, there might be some wizardry behind it. I don't know. Uh, the
3: PlayStation VR 2 has always been, you know, it was always the idea behind it was to get people into vr uh and have something that wasn't a massive pc rig that's set up for it uh to uh you know give them an option so that they had options to you know to play with vr because i mean vr is niche right you don't have not very many people actually have vr rigs um like part of the one percent of we talk you know we talk about on steam yeah that's that's how many people actually have VR. So the idea that they're still coming out with APS VR is, uh, you know, is encouraging. The price is a little high, especially if they're trying to tap into, you know, a new market. And that's always been the roadblock. The barrier for VR is the fact that it costs so much to get into. Uh, And there really isn't a whole lot of uh of a library to back it up for that price um PlayStation's going to be uh, or Sony's going to be doing uh let's see i think it was eight games one of uh one of which is uh is a horizon uh themed game horizon call of the mountain is co- is what it's called um so that'll be you know a a VR title in that which has the potential to be kind of cool um i don't know there's there was a couple other titles none of them really you know jumped out at me as like oh i need to play that
0: um yeah i think i've gotten everything that i had on psvr except for maybe one or two games now on pc so i right
2: I'm not. I don't know it's 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 one of those if, things like it it's you can
3: do it if you have no other option of playing uh, playing VR and you're interested in it yeah you can buy into it but and for pre- you know prepare your wallet uh, <laughs> cause it's it's really gonna tax that um, so that was released uh, a little uh, or that information was released you know this week uh, on top of and uh, un- you know, speaking of rigs uh, that could do VR um there is uh there was some information that was uh that was put out this uh you know this week just a couple of days ago actually uh from uh from the AMD side of things team red uh, you know had uh did their Radeon reveal uh this week uh, and they showed off two different uh, two different cards, the RX 7900 XT, and then the 7900 XTX. Uh, Are they released it's now? It's more extreme. Extreme. Um, it is a uh, 20 gigabyte card and a 24 gigabyte card, respectively. Uh, the 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 thing with uh the the name convention is it goes back to their you know a uh, an older style uh uh Radeon naming convention mm-hmm. uh, you know from back in the day uh the big thing with uh the these cards is uh their price and performance um they're built off of a chiplet design you know running off of uh, a, a previous process so they're using a uh, a cheaper process and using their chiplet and infinity fabric uh, design which is the first time that they've done that for video cards um, and that makes it so that they can uh, they can get more out of a uh, uh, silicon wafer um, makes it cheaper to produce and that comes out in the pricing so it is uh, $8.99 for the uh for the XT and it's 999 for the XTX. Um
0: what's the what's the RTX equivalent? I say RTX. What's the NVIDIA equivalent right now or do we know? What they're trying to target
3: is probably going to be the 4080. Uh how are they gonna do uh, that without with
0: having the, freaking so they don't have they don't have a good version of ray tracing right now, and they don't have DLSS, like, uh, what is it called? So, a- Adaptive Sync is all they got right now, or... Right, so their, their ray tracing cores are a generation behind
3: NVIDIA's, because they've always been kind of playing catch-up to NVIDIA's uh, ray tracing. Uh, and, you know, to be honest, you're not going to buy a Radeon card for ray tracing performance, because if you're wanting the latest and greatest ray tracing performance, you're going to want to go NVIDIA. And you're going to pay the NVIDIA tax for that. I mean, you're spending $600 or so more for an NVIDIA card just so that you have the latest and greatest in ray tracing. But most people are looking for, you know, either 4K gaming with just normal rasterization. You know, so you're looking at, you know, if, if you're not looking to, turn on ray tracing and not every game has it um this is a better option for you because you're not going to be spending $600 more for the you know for the base card from Nvidia and uh the while they didn't quite directly compare to any of the Nvidia offerings which was kind of odd considering Nvidia's had their cards out for about a month now um None of the none of their slides directly uh, compared to uh, any of the Nvidia cards. Uh, they did kind of hint as to what the cards could do, uh, and uh, I was watching. Um, uh, let's see, uh, uh, LTT did a uh, uh, did a good uh, good job of you know working out a estimate as to what these uh, new uh, these AMD cards can do uh, based off of the information that was provided in the slide. Uh, and they're nipping at NVIDIA's heels, but not able to beat them in uh, certain categories. And that's kind of the reason why that they haven't, you know, they didn't directly, um, directly compare to the NVIDIA cards because the NVIDIA cards beat them out. But if you put the prices, you know, if you, if you put a dollar sign next to each one of those uh, those points, you get more out of the uh, AMD card for the uh, for the price. You know, because you're spending nine hundred. I mean, still a thousand dollars for a video card is fucking crazy. Like years ago, we would think, man, you that's nuts.
0: I know. Mean, I mean, um, I've got that Titan, but that was because I had a really good friend that got it for me
3: right and you know thinking about paying a thousand dollars for a card fucking like you know six years ago eight years ago fucking like you'd be like your mind would be blown but now a thousand dollars is the cheapest version of those cards you know uh and you know the base version of nvidia is fucking fifteen hundred sixteen hundred dollars so yeah you're you're looking at of a pretty crazy amount of uh money these days just to get into a, uh, into a good video card. Uh but man uh AMD's offering right now just in these two uh in, in these two models that they show. Uh if they even get kind of close to you know your normal uh your normal 4K uh uh rendering uh for for gaming. Provided that everything else is good, like their driver support and everything is, you know, has gotten better over the years. But you know, provided that they've got, you know, everything else working, uh, you know, at full the full speed, AMD might be the way to go if you're not looking for ray tracing. And if you are looking for ray tracing, you know, then you're going to be paying the you know the green tax. Uh, and then NVIDIA's. Uh, uh, Nvidia's, you know, answer to DLSS is uh, they're going to have a new iteration of that coming out early next year, uh, which is promising to improve, uh, improve the um, uh, the performance of these cards uh, by another one point five. I think it was up to two, depending on the game and the implementation of, you know, of the uh of the new tech so and that's going to be based off of you know game developers and which ones you know actually put that tech in right so we'll see uh, you know there's a lot of future proofing going on here there's a couple things that's going you know that's you know that AMD's doing that you know Nvidia didn't do like adopting DisplayPort 2.1 even though their cards are not going to be able to you know to do you know 480 hertz 4k you know Uh, things, things of that nature. Um, it's, it's a good option right now and it's a cheaper option than NVIDIA. And I think that's what they're marketing for.
0: We'll see how it works. It wasn't even a year ago that I was in the camp of needing to go at that option versus where I am today.
3: Right. You know, and I mean, a thousand dollars is a lot to ask and fucking sixteen hundred dollars is way more than most people really want to spend on a video card uh you know to get you know decent performance that's why you know that's why i've said i mean if you're looking for a video card now and you don't necessarily need the fucking latest and greatest of everything you know look at last gen you know look at the 3000 series and, and video cards so you can get them for you know try to get them new. Or get them used and, you you know, uh, get them used from somebody else that you know,
0: not from fucking eBay because they could have been in a mining rig. Um, yeah, when I finally decided I want to, like, the next thing I'm buying right now is a camera. Um, right. So. That
3: makes total sense. Yeah, you want to get a camera if you're going to be doing those collages. The yeah. The next, no, next thing you do after that, you'll probably end up getting some Ado- you know, Adobe creative cloud
0: <laughs> at this point. Yeah. Just after really having to really play with a few images, just because digital zoom sucks. Like the next right. big thing I'm buying is a camera and it's not going to be a, a cheap offering. I think the ones I'm looking at are around $3,000. So that's, that's what I want. And then in the late, Late next year or maybe the year after that sometime in 2024 is when I'll get a maybe look at these new cards because everything I'm throwing at my current rig right now is getting destroyed. So not destroyed in a bad way. Like everything's working. Right. The way that I want it to work. So I don't see a real reason to get better than I am. In fact, so like. Not digging way into it, but just where I'm at right now, like the display was probably the biggest upgrade, that noticeable upgrade in in all games that I got, Mm -hmm. Um, even over the graphics card, and then finding a display that had G-Sync. Now, granted, there are some things with, this is my review on having an OLED for PC gaming, and and a rather large one, a 65-inch. The one thing that happens is I've left a few of the safe settings on it for Whatever reason, like the the warranty I got covers any kind of burn in, so I shouldn't be worried. But, like, I've got auto dimming turned on, and then I also have my PC set to turn it, go into sleep mode on the display. And what happens is G-Sync breaks when the PC goes to sleep. So yep. I had to find a program that would restart the graphics driver and re-sync the, um, the handshake on the HDMI cable to make it work. Mm-hmm. Um, so every time the PC goes to sleep and I wake it up to game, I need now need to reset my graphics drivers. That being said though, like control running it on ultimate settings, like every setting turned up to 11 and running it in 4k and running on it. I still ran DLSS cause I don't know why you wouldn't, but running on DSL, DLSS quality, not performance or balanced or any of those other things on that game running it. 80, 90 fps at 4k I don't currently like we had some issues with uh, the vermintide beta but it was also an unoptimized beta I mean the dark type beta yeah the dark type beta and and I was able to tune my settings in a way that I could get a consistent like 60 to 90 on there uh, while playing with some settings so to me that would be literally the only game I could throw at it that might have some issue later and i feel like a week after release it everything will be more or less where it needs to be and it still looked great even with me turning down a couple of settings like it just ray tracing was broken on that game we we both noticed that
3: <laughs> yep yeah, we definitely did you you can't you couldn't run it they didn't have ray tracing ready um and it's completely I mean, even the 3090 was chugging you know at points i don't know it was it was a combination of my internet and and the you know the uh the optimization of the game but i'm not worried about it it was <laughs> it was a beta <laughs> so
0: well the other thing that we all kind of wanted to talk about is could K- dio kajima um has been oh, yeah. teasing some stuff do uh, you want to go into that rusty uh or Jason? yeah you could i mean all i
3: saw was the uh was the
0: leak so there's a rumored leak of a potential horror game called Overdose. Yeah. And it, it's, it's kind of hard to find, kind of not hard to find. There's a video of a guy <laughs> recording on his phone, recording a tablet of somebody else streaming it, and he's not wearing a shirt, and his tablet is reflecting his nips. <laughs> um, he's noticeably... He stole the show. Yeah. I don't he's...
3: remember much about the gameplay because it was like... There... He, he was super distracting
0: in the background, and he's noticeably because grinning towards was the just end. Just all nipple. <laughs> he's noticeably, noticeably grinning at the end. Yeah. Um. I don't know that he realized how much of his shirtless self he was recording, but he, he's he's
3: become a, a little bit of a sensation himself. Everybody um,
0: has mentioned the fucking nipples at this point.
3: The, the shirtless guy is is now. He's now an NPC someplace. I'm pretty sure of it. Uh, yeah, but yeah, you can find it. The uh, it's really just like a couple minutes uh, of gameplay, and it really doesn't show too much of anything outside of like, it's it's your standard horror affair, right? You know, dark room. You know, ch- you know, uh, character flashlight, right? You know, running away from. You know, something. We, you don't even really see what that something is, and honestly, the biggest you know the biggest ooh ah moment of the whole thing was the fact that it, you know you know was the last five seconds where the 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 title card came up. That was it. That was the big you know big reveal. So, uh there was uh there was a little bit of a confirmation i think it was uh Kojima had said something about there was a game that he was uh, that he had always planned to make um you know but hadn't really you know did any did said anything about it so we'll see uh, let's see yeah uh, his quote was uh, yes, there is a game I have always wanted to make. It's a completely new game. Uh, one that no one has ever experienced or seen before.
0: Uh, and I'm not sure if that's relating to this game or not. So I've talked about it in past episodes, but the thing about Kojima is he's just so inherently original and commits so much to what he does. Right. And the fact that he's staying independent so he can do what he does will, means that we'll potentially get another, like, Death Stranding or something like that, that is different enough from everything else that, you know, it keeps gaming fresh. And I feel like he's been continuing to keep games fresh for a while, and I appreciate it. I I really do hope he doesn't sell out. Yeah, well, there was was one
3: other thing that I saw was uh, that he regularly gets, like, these outrageous fucking, like, numbers thrown at him. To you know you know to buy him and his Company you know since Death Stranding was you know it was As big as it was and just His clout from You know the Metal Gear days right Um He's got you know he has rejected Those offers to stay indie And the fact that you can think of Kojima games as, you know The fucking the studio As indie Is kind of crazy uh, Kojima production is just Indie.
0: I don't know. He's just Indie. It's as triple A of Indie as you can get, I guess. Well, Ninja. The Ninja. What is it? Team Ninja is
3: also. Technically Indie. Yeah, I guess. He's, they're Microsoft. technically. I guess. I don't know, man. You start uh, you start looking at premium Indie. There's, there yeah, you they know, guys, they're, no, they're like triple A. They're
0: triple A Indie is what they are. Anywho, right. Jason, did you find anything that we didn't mention?
2: Nothing, that's, nothing that's too big of note. There is uh, of course
1: the the ongoing uh showdown between Xbox and PlayStation regarding uh the the Activision buy and you know whether or not Playstation's gonna get to keep Call of Duty or not oh yeah um of course phil spencer's saying yeah we're not gonna ever take that away and playstation's coming back saying yeah no they're only guaranteeing three years we don't buy it um Yeah. <laughs> so there's that um also on uh on the PlayStation front, so since they launched the uh, tier subscriptions, PlayStation has apparently lost a couple of million subscribers.
3: Really? To PlayStation Plus, yeah. Um, you mean you mean the Game Pass to uh, PlayStation? Is is that what you mean? Yep. Okay. Now
1: that said, we don't uh nothing's been confirmed on if those if those are actually lost subscribers or uh or if those were conversions to uh new tiers but um when you're talking about 2 million versus 47 million you can cry me a river you still got plenty of subscribers
3: i think and if if i had to wager a guess as to what the situation is People are going back to work. Yep. That's it. I mean, you're looking at the last two years, they were, ha- they had a, a really good run on, you know, on Game Pass numbers because it was a good budget gaming option for a lot of people who were without jobs. Uh, and people are now going back to work slowly but surely. That's happening. So, you know, those numbers are going to go down as people get busy doing you know, doing the thing where they make money and stuff. Uh, so like, like I am, um, but you know, I don't think it's directly related to the PlayStation plus tiers. Um, it might be, but I don't think that's going to be like the main cause of it. I think that's just a symptom of it. I mean, for me, I'm going
2: to end up buying both. So, I mean, I'm, I'm crazy. I'm I'm super loco. Insano. I need a taco.
0: It's time for food. Uh, yeah, I think that's was, really we're getting, about it. We're, we're so. getting, the, the hunger meter is rising.
1: Yes. <laughs> the hunger
0: meter is rising.
1: So with that, uh, you can find us at TiltCast.com. Find us on Facebook and Twitter.com slash TiltCast. Our YouTube channel is YouTube.com slash tiltcast,
0: And sp- search for us on iTunes and Spotify subscribe find some friends of the show you got cabbage kbg you've got no quarters for the love of gaming um bmfcast.com and tvgp.tv i'm sure they have nerf guns and with that it's the end of the show
3: all right peace